of pace here given given the old co-host group a, a break considering it is uh, our lovely Sam Sammy Sam's birthday so happy birthday to Sam today I want to talk about respecting yourself and <clears throat> you know I feel as though life gives us a lot of opportunities to show ourselves one to show ourselves um, how much we respect ourselves gives us a lot of opportunities to show ourselves to really open open your eyes what I mean by that is I've noticed there's been um, very key moments in my life where you know I've said okay I'm never gonna do this again and you know this is the life that I'm gonna live blah 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 yada 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 and then life sends that you up text, you up text. Not even like the not even like the full spelling of Y O U, just the letter U, you up, and no question mark. <laughs> Minimum effort, minimum effort. Universe sends you a text at a time that you're already in bed, already trying to relax, and somebody sends you that you up text, and you know you think for a second like, oh man, you know, it's been a while and. I'm control of my body, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and I'm going to do it anyways because of blah, 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 blah. You know, we create a lot of um, excuses. We're just like, it's fine if I, it's fine if I, it's fine if I. And when you get into those situations, I want you to take a step back and really look at what it is you want out of life. And I talk about love a lot on this podcast because, A, my life is ruled by love and two or b a two a two b a b (laughs) b um you know a lot of our lives revolve around love a lot of our lives revolve around love love and money sometimes taxes right now it's probably more like gas but you know that's what our lives revolve around our lives revolve around love Finding somebody to love us. Finding somebody that wants to take the time to understand us. You know, and some of you may disagree like, nah, I'm focused on getting that money. Just like, all right, that's cool. But at some point, you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, man, I would love somebody to hold me. (laughs) Or maybe you don't. I mean, I don't know. It's it's not a one-size-fits-all situation. But, you know, I feel like all of us deep-down creatures, humans, people, us, you know, we do want, and, you know, we could break it down to the biology of the body and our bodies wanting to procreate all that jazz. Call it what you will. But, you know, our bodies want that. All humans want that. We want that closeness. We want that trust. We want the ability to find a partner that's going to love and care about us. And that's fucking great. I think that that's a great goal. You know, we have other goals in life, right? Our, you know, Sometimes not everybody is focused on just finding somebody to love them. And this and this goes hand in hand with loving and respecting yourself. You know, you're not going to find somebody 
that is going to somebody good most of the time it's going to be very difficult it's one off it's going to be difficult to find somebody that's going to care love and appreciate you if you don't love yourself or we'll talk about the flip side it's going to be hard for you to find somebody to uh, love and trust if you don't love yourself it it's kind of tricky it's kind of tricky goes into this endless loop of you know scenarios but you know it's going to be hard for you to trust somebody if you don't trust yourself you don't love yourself it's going to be hard for you to find somebody to love you if you don't love yourself and sometimes there are going to be people that you know you don't love yourself but they love you but you don't believe it so you don't want them around you know like I don't love me so how could you love me get away and then boom square one now I'm going to talk about it I'm going to say it I'm going to ask the rhetorical question to the people that will listen to this at different times in their day, week, month, and year begs the question how do I love myself? and baby I'm going to tell you how by doing things that you want in life for yourself not compromising for what you want for yourself out of life and it comes in little little waves you know at first and then it you know graduates to something more bigger you know the intensity you know kind of ramps up and I'll give you an example because I love examples and I love giving you guys examples of my life in which I was successful <laughs> you know we had uh, the the good old and I told a couple of my friends this I had the good old ass-eating old man send me that you up text. But now I'm turning off my phone at night because I know that everybody that I love is under this roof. And everybody that is not under this roof that I love also has other people under their roof that love them that will take care of them. So my phone is off at 9.30 p.m. It's off. So no men can disturb my sleep disturb my slumber and I also just sleep better without having the phone on so you know my phone is off at 9 30 I turn it on about 7 7 30 turn on my phone in the morning and I see a text from ass Eden O man okay we all know who O is those of you that have uh, listened this far we all know who O is um he sends me a text like hey what's up it's it's so and so it's O Right. And, you know, I, I, I like to respect every interaction that I have for the most part. Like, you know, we can use these moments to, you know, do a couple of different things. We can go off on them. We can ignore them. We can block them. We can do all sorts of things. I just delete numbers. I don't really care. I don't really go through the trouble all the time of blocking somebody unless they're like physically a dangerous human being. So. I deleted his number, but he introduced, I think he had a feeling that I deleted his number because he identified himself. He was like, hey, it's O-Man. And I'm all like, ugh. I just want to clarify, he did not, <laughs> he did not uh, introduce himself as O-Man. <laughs> I'm just saying that for the sake of storytelling. And, you know, I had, a, I had a basic conversation with him. I was like, hello, how's it going? I'm good. Uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Are you single? Yeah. 
Want to go on a date? I was just like, huh? And this is our previous interaction ended with him calling me a basket case because I would not send him nude photographs. So, I was just like, huh, that's interesting. You know, uh, I, you know, I don't know what to say. He's like, well, you know, I've been thinking about you and, you know, we always come back to each other and, you know, I miss you. I was thinking of you and I miss you. And, you know, I didn't, I can't really say that I felt anything um, tremendous in my heart or my soul or anything like that. I was just like, oh, okay, well, uh, that's nice, you know, if you're willing to answer some questions. Because I got some questions, you know, then sure, I'll go out on a date with you. Why not? And thereafter, maybe not, not more than, you know, uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes after that, he's asking me for pictures again. And I was like, I don't have any pictures. And for me, when it comes to sending those types of pictures, I just, it, it kind of hurts me a little bit because it's just like, I don't want to send those pictures out into the world. I don't want to send those to people. I don't because this is my body. It's my, and I respect my body. It's a very sacred body. And if I would, if I were to send that to somebody, it would probably be at the very least somebody that I'm married to. It kind of hurts me on the inside to send those pictures. And I have, a lot of women have, you know, sending like lewd photographs, it kind of chips away at you, you know, internally. I don't care what society says about it. I don't care what my grandmammy says about it. I don't care what, you know, me personally, it hurts my heart to send those things out. I don't like doing it. So, of course, I just told him, I was like, I don't have any. I've been way too busy doing things in my life, and I don't have any pictures for you. I have a few selfies. That's about it. Um, and, you know, he seemed agreeable. He was like, okay, okay. And that was it. A couple hours after that, he asks me to come over to his house to spend the night. Mind you, you know, when he began the conversation, he began it very cordially, asking me how I was, asking me, you know, a few questions, nothing too surface level. And then... You know, jumps right to it. He's like, hey, I want you to come spend the night. And mind you, he lives all the way in San Mateo. Now, if anybody that knows me knows, I will not go out of my way to travel anywhere unless it's somebody that I love who is in danger. So, you know, I respectfully declined. I told him, hey, you know, um, thank you for the invite. You know, I think it's very sweet that you would like me to sleep next to you or whatever. Um, but, uh, I, I need to work up to that. And, you know, it was a little bit of back and forth. He kind of used some reverse psychology. You know, I feel like you're punishing me and all this stuff. I was like, well, I'm not. I just told you I need to take things slow. Um, you know, I'm, I'm within my rights to set boundaries and, uh, you know, yeah, that's it. And I didn't hear from him again. And that made me feel a lot better. It made me feel great not compromising for what it is I want in a partner. It made me feel good to not compromise on that level. She's like, I don't want to go over to a, a man's house at an indecent hour who's not my boyfriend or not my husband or not my partner who has not contributed anything to my life emotionally 
um, and a positive, right? Or been there for me in a time where I needed um, somebody to be there to hold me or whatever, help me. You know, there's never been a time in my life where this person has contributed anything like that. And now he's asking me to go out in the middle of the night to meet him and sleep terribly because I don't really sleep well next to people that I don't know well. I think there's only like two people in this world that I sleep that I sleep next to and I can actually sleep soundly. One of them is my best friend. So, you know, I'm going to drive out of my way. I'm going to leave my puppy by himself in his room, in my room. And then I'm going to go travel 15, 20 minutes to San Mateo. And I'm going to, you know, have a relatively, you know, short interlude with this person. And then I'm going to get to sleep terribly in an unfamiliar environment where I have none of my things that make that bring me comfort. You know, and these are the ways that you should break down whether or not you want to make a decision for yourself, right? Do you feel comfortable in these situations? Do you feel like the situation is going to bring you comfort or joy? You know, like going out with friends. If I know, I know for a fact that if my friends invite me out, I'm going to have an amazing time. Granted, I'm not sick or feeling like shit, right? But, you know, I know that if my friends invite me out, I'm going to be, it's, it's going to be, everything's going to be copacetic. But, you know, if I'm going over to a stranger's house who has not spoken to me and when we have had interactions, um, they've been very unsavory or very disrespectful um, and, and using my time to go over to that person's house and give him my time, which I said time and time again is a non-refundable currency. I'm going over and I'm spending this time that I cannot get back to this person that does not respect me. And that's kind of how I was working through it because I was like, ah, this doesn't seem like a good choice for me. You know, it's not something that I want to do, so I'm not going to do it. And that's how you get to a place of respecting yourself. You know, slowly but surely making these decisions for yourself. Making sound decisions for yourself. Doing things for yourself that you know will bring you joy and not doing the things that won't bring you joy. Especially if it's with people that don't respect your time and don't respect your space or anything like that. You know, it's it does not beseech you to do such a thing. You know, you got to take these things one step at a time. And these aren't decisions that we can make so lightly. I mean, sometimes um, that temporary comfort from somebody that consistently just respects us can sometimes feel good. You know, it's like, oh, man, I'm just going to forget everything for just two seconds and just let this person hold me. And I'm going to go through it, right? But then afterwards, you feel terrible. And I would always tell my friend this. She's a little bit younger, and she would always ask me for advice on, you know, when she should make certain decisions. And I would tell her, I'd be like, you have to make these decisions with the thought process of how is this going to make me feel after? Especially if it's a repeat decision and you need advice on whether or not you should repeat that decision. You know, you have a good frame of reference. How will I feel after the fact? If I've already been through this dog and pony show with this person before, how will I feel after the fact? Will I feel happy? Will I feel energetic? Will I feel like I'm on cloud nine? Like, how will I feel? And if it's negative, then you have your answer. You have your answer there. 
We have to stop making these decisions for ourselves, especially when we have the choice. Well, we always have the choice, but especially when we get to, you know, vocalize that decision. Don't make decisions for yourself that are going to harm you emotionally or physically. Just don't make those decisions. You have the choice. I mean, if that's what you want to do, do what you got to do. But know that sometimes that brings you farther from your goal of having that love for yourself and that respect for yourself. You know, when you compromise and compromise and compromise and do things that don't bring you joy, that make you upset, that make you unhappy, you know, you it takes you farther from your goal of where you want to be, especially if you want to be at that stage where, you know, it doesn't bother you. And I know that now, right, I... You know, I told Oman, and I'll tell all of you exactly what I said. You know, I said, listen, I was born alone. I was in that womb alone, and I came out alone. You know, I grew up, yes, I had a sister, but I grew up playing with myself, playing playing by myself, playing with myself, <laughs> you know, playing by myself, you know, doing things by myself, making choices that would make me happy. You know, I have spent a considerable amount of time learning to love myself in various ways. So now things like that don't really bother me. You know, if Oman never resurfaces for the rest of my life, that would still be too soon. If he came popping in in the afterlife, I'd be like, man, get the fuck out of here. It's been like 70 years. I don't need to see your face again. <laughs> so, it you know... I've had a lot of time to cultivate this love for myself and respect for myself. And the way that I reinforce that respect for myself is by not doing things that I know won't bring me joy. And especially doing them with people that do not respect myself as much as I respect myself. You know, our time, our time, your time. Everyone's time is very valuable. And you have to look at it from a very, sometimes a very harsh perspective and a harsh truth, right? You know, imagine you get, for women, right, for women, you're getting a text at, you know, 9.30, 10.30, 11.30 at night. You get in your car. You're by yourself, depending on what part of town, you know, there's all these kind of people driving around at at that time of night. You're putting yourself at a certain level of risk because you're a woman and you're by yourself driving God knows where to meet up a man um, in the middle of the night. Nobody knows where you're going. You're just slipping off into the night to go meet this person and drive an unknown amount of time to go see them. And then, you know, they kick you out and then you drive back and then that's it. Then they don't talk to you for two to six weeks. Or whatever, right? They don't ask you how your day's been. They don't ask you, hey, did you get home safe? They don't walk you to your car. They don't feed you. And, you know, I'll talk about the flip side for men, right? You're going out of your way. Again, you're driving at all hours of the night to go meet and pick up some some woman or go over her house 
and then drag back. She's not asking, hey, did you get home safe? She's not offering you food, maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a man, so I've never had that kind of interaction, but I've heard some stories. You know, that respect goes both ways. The respect goes both ways. And if you're not, if you're, if you're in a position where you're being with somebody and you feel used, that's not in your head, you are being used. You have to look at these things very, very clearly. Like, all right, this is where I'm at. This is the person that I'm spending time with. And that's cool. But if you feel like shit afterwards, then it's probably not so cool. You know, I am in a position in my life where it's just like, okay, pretty words are very nice. It's very nice to hear nice words from people, from attractive people, right? It's very nice. Whether they're attractive, you know, aesthetically or whether they have money, right? You know, it's nice to hear these pretty words behind uh, uh, crystal and gold. But, you know, it's just, it's not worth your time. If there's no reciprocating of emotions, if there's no indication of wanting to get to know who you are, you know, what makes you happy? What makes you sad? What kind of food do you like? Like, you know, little things here and there. Are you close with your family? What are your family's names? What's your mom and dad's name? I would like to meet your mom and dad. You know, we're in a, we're in a world, unfortunately. We are in a world where nobody wants to get to know anybody. And then they want to sit there and wonder why certain things don't work out. Why there's not a closer bond. Why there's not, you know, a sense of uh, trust and a sense of love. It's just like, okay, you know, have we ever thought about why office romances actually happen more often than we think? Because they're spending so much time with these people. They're problem solving with these people. These people are telling them their problems sometimes, their personal problems. You know, and then all of a sudden you add sex in the mix and boom, chakalaka. You know, we're, we're in a world where we don't want to get to know each other. And, you know, if you don't want that in your life, you got to push it out and not compromise on that front. You usually know when somebody wants to get to know you versus when they do not want to get to know you. You know, it's one of those situations you don't really need to see how red the flag gets. Because there will always be somebody more attractive. There will always be somebody more intelligent. There will always be somebody more wealthy, if that's what, that's what floats your boat. You know, there's always somebody out there that is going to be more than the person that you are currently confronted with. And that's just how it is. There's so many options out in the world, and we limit ourselves to one or two people, one, one to five people, right? Where we recycle and where we, you know, keep trying to go through these little loop-de-loops and pulls um, with these same people where, you know, yes, they might be trying to figure it out. But if that's not what you want to do, if you don't want to go on that dog and pony show, then you don't have to. You know, we cannot be in charge of somebody else's healing. We cannot force somebody to heal themselves. You know, we just tell them, like, yo. Like, this is what it is. This is what I want. And if you're not willing to give it to me, then, you know, then that's cool. Like, I'm just going to go elsewhere, you know. And it comes, and I'm not saying diamonds and riches. I'm just saying, like, you know, basic human respect. 
love and understanding. I would like somebody to get to know my ass. <laughs> you know, and then yeah, you move on. You keep on keeping on. You don't look back. Because there's just not enough time. There is not enough time. And we do not know when that little uh, timer is going to ding and it's all going to be over. We have no idea when that timer is going to go off and when it's going to be the end of the line for us. We have no idea. It could happen in an instant. But that's what we have to, that's what we have to think about. You know, our time is a non-refundable currency. Spend it wisely. Spend it with care. Don't be afraid of your decisions because what's done is done. You keep on going and you learn from what you what you go through. You learn from those mistakes. You learn differently. And you keep going. There's no other way but up. No other way but up. When you hit rock bottom emotionally. So start working through those things. Start working at getting to a place where you want to make only the decisions that make you happy. And do that emotional scan. Will this situation make me happy? Will this person make me happy? Is going through the situation going to make me happy? Temporarily, we'll find out, right? Nobody knows long term because things always change. But evaluate it on a surface level of what you want in your life. And do it with care. You're, you're, you are a master sculptor. And you were trying to mold out um, your life. And you only got one little uh, pound of clay to work with. So mold it with care. Mold it with love. Approach people with love and kindness, but don't compromise on your own respect. Don't compromise on the things that make you happy. Don't compromise on the things that bring you peace. You can still be very loving and open with somebody while maintaining boundaries. It's not necessary to always be cruel. You know, being honest, being clear, and being loving are very, very, um, sometimes it could be very hard. Sometimes it can be very hard. But approaching everything with love and kindness and just like, listen, um, I appreciate that this is what you would like to offer me, but I will happily pass, you know. Have a good day. Have a lovely day. And then you move on. You keep going. You know, approach every situation with love and kindness and understanding because at the end of the day sometimes these people that are out here hurting us are really hurting on the inside and I've already said that before you know hurt people hurt let them figure it out but don't be a contributor to that trauma tell them hey you know what I feel for you I feel for what you what you might be going through but you know I at this time I can't really I don't think I can help you the way you want me to help you you know, uh, good luck with everything. You know, love and light. <laughs> and, you, and you keep going. You know what I mean? But approach every situation with love and kindness, including the situations for yourself. 
Approach those with love and kindness and understanding. Don't compromise on the things that make you happy. Don't compromise on the things that bring you joy. I'm going to leave y'all with that. That's all I got to say for this lovely Sunday. Again, happy birthday, Sammy Sam. Much love, my badass friend. Art show again is August 20th to everybody that is in the Bay Area. Feel free to RSVP on Eventbrite. Tickets are free. It's just an RSVP list, so don't worry about it. (laughs) Anyways, guys, I love you. Approach this week with, you know, love and strength. You got this. I will see you guys again on Tuesday. Because I'm actually I'm actually recording my face for some of these episodes. <laughs> Alright guys, love you. Have a great week. If I could just switch, yeah.